Coming up on Verse Course Verse, a bunch of albums obviously written during COVID because we've got death, death, and more death. That's next. <laughs> episode 64 we're gonna get through this at some point <laughs> with me is evil more ardor than zeal jimmy evil how are you tonight i'm a mess tonight i'm holding back <laughs> holding back coughing fits and i have an edit button it's yeah, all right but i'm here and but well, well yes good. i got my radio voice on <laughs> for tonight good. okay oh, along with barry <laughs> So I guess it's evil Barry White Jimmy. And then we also have Rachel the Dream Polio. Rachel, how are you tonight? I'm good. I'm jealous that Jimmy sounds even more sexier than me than usual. It's really frustrating. Evil, why are you making this sound like this is a seven-part podcast about... uh, (laughs) Why am I now forgetting the word for the most famous podcast thing in the world right now? I keep wanting to say murder mystery. uh, Real murder. What is it? My favorite murder. Uh, No, like, what's that genre? True crime? Thank you. Real murder. (laughs) 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 Real murder, true crime, same thing. What's wrong with you? I don't, I don't know. I have this cough. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I feel fine. It's, I'm guessing allergies, maybe, just timing-wise. I really apologize, everybody. This is horrible. I've got hot beverage with honey in it. I've got a cocktail. I've got some water. I've got lozenges, everything. I'm finding this for you, listeners, because I love the you. Dedication. My Aunt Karen many times has told me, that the cure for anything, including whatever the hell you have, is a shot of whiskey and an Advil. Ooh. So All right. why don't you get that done? We are here. We are on episode 64. We are doing quick fire reviews. If you have not heard this before, then first off, go back to season one. What the fuck are you doing? And go listen to those. What I found doing the this very cool podcast where we go back and we talk about albums of the past is that you get no chance to listen to new music that's coming out. And the more popular we get, the more emails and messages I get about, hey, this album just came out. Did you guys listen to it? Holy shit. And the answer is always no, because I'm too busy (laughs) listening to fucking Hole or 1986 or whatever the fuck we're listening to at that point. So I came up with this brilliant idea where we force ourselves to listen to 10 albums and then talk about them for six minutes apiece. I think these are my favorite episodes to do. Rachel, do you like doing these or do you hate doing these? Both. Explain yourself. I love them because I don't have to study as hard, but also I have to study much harder. (laughs) Explain yourself again. I feel like we can just like gloss over, like I can passively listen to albums and it's not a big deal, but then it's like... Just kidding. Here's 20 hours of music to listen to. You can. You can kind of do the thing where you can immediately kind of realize, oh, I'm not going to like this album. And you can listen to it once all the way through and you're like, okay, we're good. Evil, what about you? Do you like doing these or do you not like doing these? I enjoy them. I like listening to stuff that I wouldn't listen to that's new. It's fun not to have to dive so deeply into a single album and live with that album for a couple of weeks. The hard thing is it is so much music that often when I'm sitting here on the spot trying to 
speak intelligently. I'm like, I don't even remember listening to this album. (laughs) And so it's hard to, you know, pull up the the gems. The process leading up to it's really, really fun. The last batch that we had was fucking awful. I don't even know if you guys remember it. It was real bad. Donda? Was Donda Donda was on it. Donda? Which is really all you need to know. Say it again for the ones in the back. Donda. There we go. This one had me frazzled i don't know what what word i'm trying to think of probably not frazzled true crime you're thinking of true crime i'm thinking of real murder (laughs) if you came up to me and told me that every one of the albums that we covered sucks evil just took a shot of honey i want everybody to know that (laughs) evil is all about the natural remedies right now if somebody came up to me and told me that all 10 of these albums are bad I'm not sure that I could argue it. And if somebody came up to me and said all 10 of these albums are fucking awesome, I don't think I'd argue it. This is a very unique batch. Without any spoilers, Evil, can you give me any sort of feelings towards this batch of 10 albums that we reviewed? Ooh, to talk about my feelings. Yeah. It feels retro-ish. Yeah. There's a lot of 80s synth that runs through a lot of what's going on here. There's a lot of 80s other stuff too. Oh, yeah. For sure. Yeah. It's a very eclectic group of artists. When I'm picking these 10, the structure of it usually is, for those of you, and I'm actually, I'm starting to get a lot more questions of how do you set up episodes, which I like. It means you people are listening and you actually give a shit. But what I typically do is I take a few hip hop albums, a couple metal albums, a couple pop albums. I take one or two of the hipster album of the year albums. And then I usually sneak a little selfish. This is a DL favorite band one in there somewhere. (laughs) And then I give it to evil and Rachel. And then I say, Hey, is this 10? Okay. And then they send about 10 minutes of jokes. (laughs) And then I, And then I say, hey, guys, can you answer the fucking question, though? And then they send 10 more things of jokes. And then I say, please, God, answer the question. And then they're like, yeah, it's whatever. The only one that we changed out this time was corn. Yeah. I said that we should dissect the new corn. I haven't even listened to it yet. Have you listened to it yet, Evil? No, I haven't. Rachel, I'm sorry I didn't ask you. Have you listened to it? (laughs) No. I did not. Going back to the the 10 jokes that we send to respond to pretty much anything you ask us of, I feel like we should paywall access to our chat. So (gasps) someday, someday, and I'm going to tell you guys because you're going to forget because I know you two. One of my promo ideas (laughs) is one day I'm going to ask you a serious question on the chat. (laughs) and I'm just going to let it go. And I'm going to I'm going to screenshot all of the things that you sent. In the promo, to be like, hey, I'm DL. This is verse, course, verse. And this is what I have to deal with every fucking time I try to do anything. <laughs> 10 albums, six minutes each. I have a timer. We are strict on it. Before we get into that, we need to get into what are we drinking tonight? And before we talk about what we are drinking tonight, We have to take a shot. We are taking a shot because we are recording this, oh, how many days? I think it was Saturday, wasn't it? uh, Taylor Hawkins just passed away. Drummer extraordinaire for Alanis Morissette and Foo Fighters. He did a lot of projects. He had his own group. He was a good singer, great backup singer, fucking amazing drummer. I'm a little bummed Sven isn't here. Sven is a massive, massive... Taylor Hawkins. He was super bummed. 
it was a week ago today because the Dream Widow is that the metal album mm, that mm-hmm. it released and the infamous chat you just used type Taylor Hawkins and I'm like oh are you listening to the Dream Dream Widow I had no clue what was going on it's a rock star thing he had a bunch of shit in the system I don't even need that we all know what happened he was a hyper awesome rock band drummer we talked a shit ton about the Foo Fighters last year and. Taylor Hawkins was a big part of that. I mean, what can you say that hasn't already been said over the last week about Taylor Hawkins? He he was fucking awesome. Big loss. It's a tragedy. Dave Grohl is got to be crushed. They were so close. Let's take a shot. I'm going to try to finish this drink that I... Stupid promos have me making drinks that I don't want to drink. I'm shooting honey tonight. <laughs> hey, let's keep yourself healthy. I appreciate that. Rachel, what are you shooting? Um, I have some Beehive Barrel Reserve You're shooting gin. gin? <laughs> it was the fanciest uh, alcohol that was in the house, so uh, I wanted to be respectful. I appreciate you. I'm not sure I've ever... Have I ever... Well, I probably shot gin when I was a kid sneaking stuff, but <laughs> Godspeed, Rachel. <laughs> Taylor Hawkins fucking sucks, man. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was a poor choice. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> now to what we are actually drinking tonight. Rachel, what are, what are you drinking tonight? What's in I'm your ma- fake Yeti? It is a strawberries and cream frappuccino from Starbucks. And I put in some Huckleberry 44 North. You don't have to say Huckleberry 44 North. They make non-Huckleberry 44 North. They do? They do. Yeah, they have other flavors. Shut the fuck Google up. that, but yeah. No, they do. What other 44 North is there now? Here's the Doesn't thing. Matter. You're not in Idaho, so I think that, and I mean that in the least sassy no, way no, no, possible, no. but I, they probably send you Idaho stuff. But yeah, there's Huckleberry, there's... Oh, shit. Look cherry. at this. For those of you out there that are not, not even Northwesterners, but Idahoans, there is a brilliant alcohol out there, uh, this vodka called 44 North that is made in Idaho that is one of the only flavored vodkas I've ever had that I really, really like. It's good. Right. When they came out with it, it was just Huckleberry vodka. I was like late 20s when it first came out, and there was a drink called the Doc Holiday, which was Red Bull and 44 North. Because, <laughs> you know, I'm your Huckleberry. Brilliant. Go. Yeah. <laughs> it makes a, a tremendous hard lemonade. Oh, I bet. They don't have it here. Like, I can't find it here. Really? So you should come to Idaho. Yeah. Evil, what are you drinking? I have a bevy of accoutrement here to deal with my cough issues. So number one, I have a mug full of uh, hot water, honey, <laughs> and lemon. I have just a Costco Kirkland brand honey in the little bear <laughs> container that I'm taking shots of regularly. And then my actual drink for the night is a cocktail called the Oaxaca Night which is a oh. it's a riff on uh, margarita, I guess you would say. This one, ounce of tequila. I used a uh, reposado. I used Don Julio. Ounce of aged mezcal, lime juice, honey syrup, half teaspoon of Angostura bitters, and then you shake it with grapefruit peel. You do what's called a regal shake. Yeah. You put grapefruit peel in it, and it's, it's really good. It's yummy. It's a good drink. Here's what I am drinking. I was walking around the store. I always walk down the booze aisle because, well, you know, alcoholic. <laughs> You're an alcoholic. <laughs> and I noticed something. Ninkasi had a new brew that was in the like hard seltzer aisle. Mm. Evil, <laughs> you are going to be perplexed by this. Ninkasi just happened to get together with my favorite of all time, mixologist Jeffrey Morgenthaler and made 
fucking cocktails in a can. Mm, okay. So I bought two of them because a I love Jeffrey Morgenthaler for he's a Portland, Oregon mixologist. He's he has recipes that are just brilliant. I've tasted one already called the Bourbon Renewal, which is bourbon, lemon, and black currant. You can really, really taste and smell the bourbon, which I love. There are notes of a whiskey sour sort of thing, but it is also very sweet and there are not great things about it. No. I also got there. You have a gin Ricky that I thought that would probably be a little bit better. Gin, mint, and lime. I'm going to try this right now. It smells like gin, mint, and lime. <laughs> Amazing. Thinking about it. It's a lot like, it's all the things that are shitty about like a canned cocktail. (laughs) But then it's also a lot of the notes of what you really like about, you know, I can taste the actual real mint and the real lime and the real gin. It's messing me up. I'm not mad at Jeffrey Morgenthaler for doing this because he's getting paid and shit. You're Mm -hmm. a mixologist in the middle of COVID. You got to do something to make money. Got to get that paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Ninkasi is a great brewery, too. They they make good stuff. I don't trust the canned cocktails. (laughs) Exactly. They're good in a pinch. Well, here's my problem. This has been years ago, but the Cutwater canned cocktails, I remember having one of those and drinking it, thinking, fine. And then I had a different flavor. I can't remember which cocktail I had first. One was a margarita. Maybe that was second. Maybe that was first. They had very different ABVs. One of them, I'm just throwing down like a light beer. And then I did the exact same with the next one. Next thing you know, I was walking on my lips. They're dangerous. That's your complaint? It's one of my complaints. Is that dangerous? That's a bad complaint. What? <laughs> no. The alcohol worked too oh, good. <laughs> That's fucking, what are we doing again? Oh yeah. Episodes of things and albums. <laughs> I need to say thank you because I very, very proudly and very respectfully to the labels got rights to 70% of the music tonight. That's so much percent. Awesome. Spoon. So many percents. Black Country, New Road, Beach House, White Lies, Zeal and Ardor all gave us permission to play music. That's awesome. Thank you to every single one of these bands, to every one of these labels. I will forever not understand why the big labels don't want us to play this music. What's the worst case scenario? Somebody listening is going to hear it and say, oh shit, I want to hear more of that. That is the worst case scenario. Nothing else could possibly happen from this. Thank you to all of you. And especially for these bands, if we do say anything bad about you, just know that... Wait, say that list again? (laughs) (laughs) Just know that somebody in our audience greatly disagrees with us because that is always the case. (laughs) Before we start these albums, we're going to do two things. We are going to guess everybody's favorite out of the 10 Uh and we are going to guess which album was the highest rated out of all 10 Ooh! by us or by actual people actual people we're (laughs) actual people i mean rachel what was my favorite album out of these 10 and what was evils i mean i feel like alt j is the easy choice for you i feel like we just talked about them we did just talk about them i'm gonna say david alt j okay and evil I'm going to say Seal and Ardor. I don't fucking know. Evil, what is Rachel's and mine favorite albums out of these 10? Ugh. Ugh. 
Um, <laughs> disgust. You're <laughs> disgust. This is so difficult. This is a All right, I'm going to go. Yeah. Since evil's being a little bitch. Um, <sighs> the first one I'm going to do is I think that evil's is easy. It has to be fucking ghost. And we will talk about why when we get to ghost. Rachel's is very hard. I honestly don't know. So I'm just going to go totally out of left field. <laughs> I feel like maybe she turned this on and was like, oh, fuck. Yeah, there's some good beats to this. Maybe she had never heard this band and liked it. I'm going to say that Rachel's favorite was Spoon. Evil. For you, Spoon. Okay. And for Rachel, White Lies. Because I looked at that one last. That's my <laughs> only reason why. That is a terrible That's a great reason. reason. Why. <laughs> okay now i'm gonna go back to evil evil you don't get to sit on your laurels on this one what oh. album is going to be the highest rated Ooh, the highest rated out of all of these for all three of us Fight. the highest uh, an album can possibly get is six thumbs up lowest is six thumbs down evil what do you Ooh. think will be the highest rated out of all of them uh spoon i'm gonna say spoon okay uh, Rachel, what about you? Uh, I think it's going to be Conway. You cheating fucking person. I know. <laughs> I kind of am. Conway the machine. I will say Spoon as well. All right. We are going to take a break and then we are going to get to some quick fire reviews. Rachel's got her hand up. What's up? I need to grab a different straw. This one's balls. Hey. Quick fire, fire reviews. reviews. Let's get to it. You all right there? Yeah. The first album in our quick fire reviews, and I'm about to start the timer, is God Don't Make Mistakes by Conway the Machine. Conway the Machine released the 25th of February, 2022. You don't got to do that. We all know it was out this year. Second studio album. I was... I don't want to say meh about this. I wanted more out of this. I really, really liked it. I love a good rap album. I loved and hated that there were so many extra people on this album. I loved Jill Scott. I liked mm. the TI. I loved Little Wayne's rap. Mm -hmm. Also, there was some really good piano work in there. There's a lot of surprises in there, but I I wanted a little like, bit. Was more there some out good piano love? <laughs> there was. <laughs> nice, nicely done. Did you know he's from Buffalo? Did you know I rep Buffalo? How do you? Oh, that's yeah. My Go Sabres, go Bills, motherfucker. I love this album. Yeah? I don't... Really? I, I'm not a huge hip-hop head, but when I like hip-hop, I fucking love it, and I loved this album. This is the first hip-hop album that I've been excited about for I don't know how long, to the point where I'm like looking him up and like, oh, this guy's a real gangster. He's like, like shot in the neck. He's like, his yeah, face is sure. paralyzed and he's like, yeah. you know, his brother's involved and a cousin. Their names are great. Like Conway the Machine, <laughs> West Side Gun, Biddy the Butcher. I'm like, fuck yeah, give me more of this. It sounds like it could be on the Office Space soundtrack. I'm in 100%. <laughs> Love it. I'm supposed to follow that? Yep. So Conway the Machine, Shady Records, like Rachel said, it's only a second album. I like rap that isn't about success. I get why rappers rap about success and cars and money and things like that. I get it. I get the plight of the African-American in America and talking about how they still got... The I get all of that. This sort of rap that is dark and serious and it's about real things that is the stuff that i can not just relate to but that hits me 
he opens up so much about his own shit, about alcoholism and Mm -hmm. parental situations. And there are certain songs that are fucking heartbreaking on this. I love this. I think this is fucking spectacular. This is East Coast meets West Coast. Mm -hmm. It's only his second album. He's going to get better. It was supposed to be his first release. You mentioned Lil Wayne, Rachel. I really liked Lil Wayne in this. I thought his verse was better. This is one of the only times that I've ever heard a song where I was like, I fucking kind of think the other guy's better than Lil Wayne in this song. Yeah. Mm. I hear Dr. Dre. I hear Biggie. This is extremely unique. The only thing that I would say about this album is it is exhausting in the sense that once you get to a song like six or seven, the the beats are very similar. It kind of lulls you into, it's very trance-like. There's a track later in the album that sounds like it could be on a Portishead album. That's this very trip hop. Yeah. But I like that. I like those real instruments being played on a lot of the loops. And it just, I fucking love this album. So good. It was song six where I said, This album is dying for me. I'm going to go do my makeup now. No. You know, <laughs> if you know me, I put on makeup once a week. So the fact that I. Boyfriend's a lucky man. <laughs> he is. I like to call this drive rap. If I'm either a road trip, like long period of time drive or nighttime drive, this music is awesome. I still feel like I'm kind of trying to get used to this album. The website Genius, for anybody that doesn't know Genius, you can go there, you can look up lyrics, you can click on them and people will cite things that they think they're about or interviews where people have told you they're about. I haven't really done that with this yet and I want to because, like I said, very, very meaningful. It's a good hip-hop album to start the year. Rachel, thumbs up, thumbs down. What's the best song on the album? I said 1.5 thumbs up. Because it was really, really good, but it did die-ish towards the middle for a second. Mm-hmm. Best song, I picked Piano Love. It was disturbing and weird and yes. made me uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. So it's- I really, really love that guy. Evil, what about you? Two thumbs up, and I love me some Piano Love. Awesome. Yay! My favorite so much song on the album is Tear Gas, and I gave it two thumbs up. It's not dynamic. But it's fucking awesome. Great job, Conway the Machine. I am very much looking forward to what else you do. That's yeah. a damn shit. Yes. Album number two is mm-hmm. Gang of Youths, Angel in Real Time. Not my favorite. They're an Aussie band from Sydney, I think. Mm-hmm. I prefer the weird rock coming out of Melbourne, like King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Yeah. This... <laughs> It's just a little, it's fine. It's not, it's just not my bag. I, I, was, I wasn't fine. into it. It's fine. It's easy rock. I listened to it once and I'm like, <laughs> that's it. I don't know. It's a little overproduced, a little too happy for me. <sighs> Listen once, discard. Not my thing, but it's fine. So I'm not terrible. I think I liked it more than you. It's very good. It's very gaslight anthem Yeah. It's, it's polished. It's, there's nothing wrong with it. I just don't, I'm not crazy about it. It's cheesy. Mm. It is. It's the lyrics are great. And he obviously just lost his dad because this whole album's if you listen, if you read the lyrics, it's about about his dad dying and him, Mm. which look, my dad's not dead. I can't really relate to it. So maybe there is something missing there for me. But still, I get where the, all the, the real heartfelt stuff is here. Yeah. But it's still, to me, there's this weird sort of lack of, it's like this forced passion. I don't feel what this guy's feeling. I really don't. 
Do you remember David Gray? The art? Yes. In the fucking like 2000s, I think. Mm-hmm. Early 2000s. He's a massive, massive artist. And he, he had some good stuff. It's, it's very David Gray to me. <laughs> Rachel, <laughs> Rachel, what did you think about this one? Guys, I fucking loved this album. Oh! This, this album had it all. It had piano, cello, clarinet, flute, saxophone, oboe, French horn, trombone, marimba, synthesizer, and the Auckland Gospel Choir. Yeah, Gang of Youth is it, a good band. They did great. And I love a story. And I was trying to figure out who this reminded me of. And it was driving me insane. And the first thing I thought was Pressure Machine. It kind of felt Brandon Flowersy, but Brandon Flowersy Pressure Machine. And I think that's why I liked it because it felt very storytelly, but not in such an obvious way that everybody hated about Pressure Machine. <laughs> gotcha. It had a theme to it, but it wasn't like smacking you in the fucking face with it. I like the story. I like that they had Maori. Maori? Mm-hmm. Maori? Maori. Uh, language in there. It also talked at one point about the father kind of lying about where he came from. Yeah. I think when we think of. Australia, we don't think of persecution mm-hmm. and people being judged for what they look like. Australia's had a has a terrible history with dealing with Aborigines and, and what happened mm-hmm. to them in World War Two and I mean it's a gnarly country. Yeah. No. I I really, really like this album. And honestly, when I was going through trying to pick my favorite song, I kept changing it because the next one nice. I just kept liking more and more and more. I really, really enjoyed this album a lot. I'll tell you that this is one of the albums that we got multiple people writing in saying, like, are you going to talk about this album? So I was a little what bit worried. What the fuck? Yeah. Seriously? Yeah. Huh. Well, Gang of Youth is a big cult band, dude. This is okay. like this is like a Counting Crows band. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And man, the influences. I hear so much Sonic Youth and Arcade Fire. and But I, I kind of agree that I, I don't think this album is as good as people are saying it is. But I do appreciate the people that like it so much. And I just think it's very, very good. How many times did you get through it? Once. Honestly, I listen to this a lot. Evil, what is your favorite song? How many thumbs? I listened to it once. I didn't, I don't have a favorite song. You can't do that. You cheating. Why? You can do it. You can do anything you want to your podcast. Uh, <laughs> what do you mean I can't do that? <laughs> it's a single thumbs down and that's not a judgment on it musically. It's just not my. Th- that's fair. Yeah. I don't that's think it's fair. bad. Yeah. My favorite song is the man himself. I gave it one thumb up. I think it's a great album. But kind of what Evil said, it's really not for me. I do not think it's as good as... It's not an album of the year album. But Rachel, what do you got? I gave it two thumbs up. And I wrote down that if I had more thumbs, I would give those thumbs as well. Jesus. Because fucking... Shut up, you Uh, Just kidding. I loved it. I thought it was well-written. I thought the musicality was great. I thought the lyrics were great. Best song, I picked Brothers. Probably depends on my mood, honestly. There were a lot of songs that I felt were really good. Let's go to The weekend. Don (laughs) F.M. I I honestly did not know that this was The weekend's shtick. I didn't know that he was kind of like an 80s synthwave... I thought that oh, yeah. the last album that he did, I thought he was more pop. I didn't realize he was full synthwave all the time. And I got to say, musically, this is right up my alley, but this shit is not good. <laughs> this is boring <laughs> as fuck. The mood is big. 
the chill sort of go on a drive at night thing. I get that. That's awesome. I love that stuff. The production is really impressive, but music like this needs grandiose, tremendous hooks. And this has nothing. I'm completely unimpressed by this album. And I will leave it at that and maybe add more later. I thought this was a great idea in theory. And it was played out okay. I loved the idea of the DJ, the radio DJ. You guys, did you see who that was? Oh, yes. What do you mean, did I see who that was? Research and figure out who the DJ was. Yeah, it bugged me listening to it. I'm like, that sounds really familiar. I'm like, oh. Okay, it's Jim, Ca- it's Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey. was the DJ. Oh, I didn't even, no, I didn't. I thought that was. I didn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> this was lazy. I put try harder on it. It was just the same fucking song mm. over and over again. It's, with the same Every amount of song effort. is exactly the same. Every song. Yeah. Uh, one big fucking Kaczynski song. Sorry, go That's ahead. okay. There's a quote that I found that says, this album plays like listening to a kind of adult contemporary radio station as you sit in a traffic jam in the tunnel. Only the tunnel is purgatory and the yeah. light at the end of the tunnel is death. <laughs> Which I think, I think it was The weekend that said that. Because it does. It feels like purgatory. It's not bad. It's not good. It just is what it is, and you're in a tunnel, and you can't get out. I'm with you guys on the sameness, especially in the middle. A lot of these albums, they're like over an hour long. I'm like old school, like 30 to 45 minutes, get it done, write some good fucking songs. I got lulled into this. What song am I listening to? In the middle, because they're all the fucking same. But there's also moments of brilliance on it that I really enjoyed. There are. And so overall, it was positive for me. He did a weird thing on a couple of the songs where he sings in like this, he wrote down the the pseudo 80s British-ish accent. Yeah. Like he's singing like he's singing in- Yes. Yes. And it's stupid, but I fucking love it at the same time. That was enough to change up a couple of the songs to make them a little different, unique. But I'm with you guys. It's very purgatory-ish. Good, but not great. I give this two thumbs down. I thought this album sucks. Yikes. A lot of people gave this really high reviews and stuff. I think the best song is Don FM. I think the first song is good. And then you realize, oh shit, it's the same thing for the rest of the whole fucking album. So if every song is the same, then you can pick any song blindly and that can be the best song i gave this 1.5 thumbs up because it was really really boring to listen to but it was very well done here we go again because tyler the creator of course and it had some great lines on it tyler the creator i'm gonna give it a thumbs up i enjoyed it um favorite song let me back up nope at least worst song in doing these episodes the lead-up process is interesting because some albums i really like when they're just on in the background yeah and i'm not really paying attention to them and then when i actually like zoom in and focus and pay attention i'm like maybe this isn't that great so i don't know what to do with it i feel like i need more time with it okay Uh, i'm gonna give it a thumbs up i'm gonna say gasoline is my favorite song based on the whole weird 80s song accent thing Album number four is The Ants from Up Here by Black Country New Road. Show me the fifth or the cadence you want me to play. This album has everything violin, mandolin, cello, saxophone, flute, marimba, glockenspiel. Didn't you just do this? I know. It had a glockenspiel. You couldn't not mention that. It was fine. It felt 
boring. Do we have rights to them? Yeah. I loved this album. They won't listen to this. <laughs> they had some goodish stuff on there, but it was it wasn't bad, but it wasn't anything I'd turn on on purpose. It felt very early 2000s. It felt mm-hmm. kind of Frank Turner-ish at points. Nice Thank you. But there was some good piano. I feel like a lot of these yes. albums had a lot of good piano work yep. in it and a lot of string work. Impressed by the variety of instruments played on this. Part of it had like a kind of a sexy detective show, jazzy vibe to it. A couple of the songs, which I was kind of into. <laughs> Haldern and Mark's theme both had a Perry Mason something going on. Evil, did you think this had a sexy Perry Mason thing going on? Uh <laughs> Do you guys ever oh, watch God. Whose Line Is It Anyway? Of course. Yeah. And would they be yeah. like, okay, give us give us a, you know, a theme. Okay, I felt okay. like they were like, okay, <laughs> give us a, uh, like a musical style. And they're like, Dave Matthews Band. Okay, give us like, uh, <laughs> like a writing technique and it's Dillinger Escape Plan. And it fucking didn't work for me at all. <laughs> I'm like, what? Did it Aww. felt like an assignment, like an art school assignment. Okay, kids, you're going to do this and this and this. And they... They're incredibly proficient and accomplished at playing their instruments. Yes. The way it comes together feels like it needs a better producer or more work to gel. And I think this band has a wealth of talent and probably a bright future ahead. And they're not well, quite there yet. Their lead singer quit right after this album. So good not, for him. Not, <laughs> I, so I struggled so much with this album this album got right off the bat a ton of this is the album of the year talk a lot of people that i respect musically fucking love this album but i i kind of agree with you there is a lot of bullshit in this album there's incredible musicianship and i love that you brought up dave matthews band because the first two songs yeah oh this is dave matthews band with a better singer it's shot out of a cannon super arcade fire and the instrumental is fucking amazing there are very very brilliant things in this album but there's also you know when you're eight minutes into a song and you're doing bah 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 for two minutes that's not fucking brilliant yeah that's not i don't care what you've done for the rest of the song you you can't do that for a minute and 30 seconds in a song you don't get to do that i'm sorry to all you listeners I will tell you guys that this album, we had multiple people write in saying, you guys are talking about this, right? Because this is album of the year. I I feel the brilliance, but I do not get it. That's what I'll say. They they don't feel cooked yet. It's not, they need editing, heavy editing. Yes. And then I I can see it. I see it there. I, I Like it's there. You have to wade through their bullshit indulgences and self-indulgence yeah that's that's the big word that kept coming up to me is self this is so self-indulgent it's especially like the song snow globe the song snow globe is bullshit you guys (laughs) it it is it's nine minutes and it and that's fine because basketball shoes the song after that's okay that's a good song and that's 12 minutes snow globe is a bullshit (laughs) song it's not well mixed I listen to this so much because so many people that I respect are talking about how great this is. And finally, after like the 10th sit down, I was like, why the fuck am I trying so hard? I can see where this album is brilliant. I think I just need more time with this. No, it's a, it's a bunch of kids who are super talented, who have never been told that they've had a bad idea yet. Rachel, uh, thumbs up, thumbs down, favorite song. One thumb up, one to the side. They're still young. They've been together for 
four years. They put out two albums in two years. My favorite song was The Place Where He Inserted the Blade. It had kind mm-hmm. of a Moonlight Sonata vibe yeah. there for a so, second. Um, and then the slow introductions of every new instrument, I really enjoyed. I agree. I, I think that's that a very, very great. good song. So. Evil, why did you give this two thumbs down? And what's your <laughs> most least favorite I'm going to give it just one thumbs down. Okay, one thumb oh. down. Not two. I don't think it's that terrible. Nice. I, I feel like it just they need to cook more if i had to pick i would say the intro is my favorite track because i like that dave matthews vibe but so it just, you mean like the the little 30 second intro like the, yeah okay okay i right. love that i it caught me and then it just fucking went off the rails after that because I'm like, you can call that your favorite song <laughs> it's my favorite then yeah i'm giving it two thumbs up i don't love it but I get it. Out of all of the albums that we listened to, I came back to this the most to try to figure this out. And I do really think that I need more time with this. My favorite song on this is Chaos Space Marine, like the song right after the yeah. intro. It's fucking brilliant. It's probably my favorite song out of all of the albums that we're listening to. Wow. I don't really like where they went mm-hmm. afterwards on this album. Yep. Uh, everybody that's just fucking crying and wallowing, <laughs> give it some, give it some time. Album number five happens to be "Once Twice Melody" by Beach House. <laughs> this is one of the albums where, when it was on in the background, it was fine. Then I yes. actually sat down to listen to it, and I'm like, none of these songs go anywhere. It's just the fucking same <laughs> shit over and over and over again. Like, it's not the same song over and over and over again, but it's just this, there's no movement in what they do, and it lost me when I zoomed in on stuff. In the background, it was fine. I approached this album the exact opposite. Ooh. I started every single album on a jog in the morning, and this album quickly... Lost my interest, (laughs) to say the least. There's no fucking way in hell I can run to this. And I tried again. I think I was like on a car ride or something. I tried again. But then today, my thoughts on this album changed greatly because of today. Because today, I was having a busy day at work, but not insane. And I turned this on. And I just let it play. And I fucking loved it. I loved listening to this album while I was doing other things. Every single song, to me got better and better and better as I was listening to it in the background. Mm-hmm. When I actually started doing things and letting this be in the background, I loved this album. Yeah, it works well as just like soundtrack music. Exactly. Yeah. Rachel hated it. <laughs> I wrote, if I were to get murdered on the beach, it would be to this album. <laughs> yeah. I did not. My last note, my throw to Rachel is, Rachel... How much did you hate this album? I I think you kind of pinpointed it, though, when you said you turned it on when you were jogging and it was fucking ridiculous, but you turned it on as background music and it was great. I think there is, for every album, a place for every album. Like, again, Murdered on the Beach, that's when I would play this album. <laughs> I didn't really care for it too much. It was too sleepy, flowy, dream pop. I wasn't super into it. I doubt either of you are, but... Who knows? knows? I'm a massive Goldfrap fan. 
And I'm a massive Air fan. And this band steals greatly from those two. So even the stuff that I love, I'm catching myself listening to it. I'm like, this is fucking Air. This is Air. Mm. This is the band Air. Completely stealing from surfing on a rocket and, and shit like that. And I have a hard time with that. It's also, it's like an hour and 25 minutes. Yeah, it, yeah it's like two disc album. It's like a double album. <laughs> Of fucking just the same shit over and over. Uh. Maybe. <laughs> Beach House is a weird fucking band. They've been around for like 20 years now. They have like nine albums. A lot of it is really crappy. And some of it is really, really good. I like the relaxing synth wave. And there is this big, huge kick right now with, you know, the craze of the lo-fi, the music that is made for background. Mm -hmm. And this really feeds into that. Sorry. It works on that level. It works as background music, period. That's where it belongs. Six, five, four, (laughs) three, two. Oh, that's time. Sorry, guys. Oh, dang. We ran out of time. I'll give it a thumbs down. I don't have a favorite song on this either because it's like, how could you? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you hate one, you hate them all. If you like one, you're going to like them all. Yeah, basically. Don't encourage this, folks. <laughs> don't encourage this. Okay. I'm going to get punched in the face for this. I'm giving it You're two idiot. thumbs up. Two? Idiot. I, <laughs> I get where people aren't going to like this, but seriously, when I was just doing other things and having this in the background, I fucking loved it. I loved it. Favorite song, Runaway, it really is kind of to his detriment because it's so much like air. I don't know. Rachel? David? I gave it one thumb up, one thumb down, which cancel each other out to no thumbs at all. (laughs) And best song I wrote, they're all the same. It doesn't matter. Pick one. I don't fucking care. I like that. That is our first five albums. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. I could dream a thousand dreams. Nothing could measure up to being out here just needing nothing, living on no one else. I feel the night creeping. We are back. Before we get into our last five albums, I really want to apologize for the fact that we aren't going over one album that came out that I'm sure everybody wants us to go over. This is a review by Anish Kaduri, and it is about Donda 2. <laughs> Donda Dose was absolutely exquisite. The actual genius required to formulate such a plan as to make his fans buy a $200 machine to listen to his music. He knew what he was doing. Let me tell you my story. It was the winter of 22, and I was a young child at the age of 13 weeks listening to the new Donda on the stem player when my consciousness transferred to a higher power. I was one with myself. Me and myself were one. Myself and I were one. One was myself and me. <laughs> I and myself merged. Me me was one. I'm a, Guys, I have to try to get through this. <laughs> I matured to the age of 21, and with the divine knowledge given to me by Jesus himself, I ascended. After creating a couple parallel realities, I concocted a plan to take over the world with wisdom. I then realized that this was not my plan at all, but all along it was Yee's. It started by playing to Putin Donda 2 to confine him to invade Ukraine. This sparked a war in which Ukraine's Twitter started posting memes about Dogecoin. Doge Army did not take this lightly and went to war with the money they earned. They helped Russia win. 
They did not satisfy Putin's lust for blood, however, as he attacked the Virgin Islands. <laughs> what the fuck? Ellen then tweeted, let's go Virgin Islands. <laughs> this then spurred his supporters to enlist in the Virgin Army. Virgin Galactic and Jeff Bezos also joined them. The army then fought off the Russians and won. And as they were about to launch an invasion into North America, he <laughs> rose. Kim came from the depths of Korea to launch a full-scale nuclear missile attack on the Earth, and it was annihilated. As the Earth lay scorched and smoking, almost nothing remained. As a Doge soldier went to pick up his hat, a new character emerged from the shadows. Karen. Her and her army showed their wrath by claiming almost everything to be theirs. It all fell apart, however, when there wasn't a manager. But there was one last army left standing. Zuckerberg and the lizards. There was only one thing that could stop them. Wet cereal. Needless to say, this was taken care of quickly. As many normal people around the world still enjoy wet cereal. The human race then became palpable. Their minds melted after the yeast stem player played Only Yummy by Justin Bieber for 14 days. Holy truths known by the flooded. Truths like a stem player is overpriced. The only good Yeezys are 350s. And the last of the holy truth, Jesus finally asked, who will dethrone me? And God answered, <laughs> Pete Davidson. <laughs> That's the Donda 2 review. That's better than anything we could have done. I'm, I'm going to take a shot of honey to that. God. Let's get to album six, Impera by Ghost. It was not my bad. I'm not a huge fan. There were some parts of it that I loved and that I appreciate. I understand that the drumming is amazing. Guitar work was amazing. But it's not my vibe. One time, and I was good to go, I think, on this. I did have a nice Bill and Ted vibe for a second in the beginning that I was very into. It was whatever. This is fucking fun. <laughs> 80s rock. This yeah. is Def Leppard and it's Van Halen and it's a bunch of other stuff I could name off. All these albums that we're going through, Synthwave and this indie rock and this heavier shit and dad's dying and other people are dying and I've got cancer and fucking Ghost is singing about empires falling <laughs> and the fucking, you know, the evil church. And this album was fun. This album worked as my palate cleanser. I would listen to Ants From Up There and I'd be like, fuck, man, I need a break. What should I do? I should listen to Spillways by Ghost. That's what I should do. That's my take on this. It's it's not even the best ghost album, like not even close. Evil, I feel like maybe you possibly love this album so so much. It's okay. You're full of I, shit. I, I love it. I love the album. It might be my favorite ghost album front to back. I don't hmm. think it has the wow necessarily some of the best songs consistently it might be my favorite ghost album uh, of course they liked it this is i am the target audience for the <laughs> bullshit that they pedal i mean seriously i love their shtick i like that they do the retro metal and then they mask it with the inverted religious imagery it's yeah. fun it's tongue-in-cheek they do it really well it's fucking awesome I love it. I agree. It's cheesy metal right up my alley, poking at things that I love being poked at. Yep. Kasarian with the whole 
organized religion Mm -hmm. being evil as shit, all these major empires that will end up being the death of themselves. You know what else I love about Ghost that doesn't really get talked about? They're not true metal. I don't know what you'd say. And the reason is their singer, he sounds like a fucking nerd. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I love that. They come out and they're doing this heavy shit and all this stuff. And then he comes out and he's like, it's a hunter's moon. (laughs) I love it because it's it's enunciating, which means that you can harmonize with it. Mm -hmm. Their harmonizations are fucking incredible. Mm -hmm. What's the guy's name that does all this shit? Tobias. Um, Tobias yeah. Forge, right? Tobias Forge. Yep. Papa Emeritus, whatever he's calling himself, he changes his identity based on, you know. He does everything on his albums. This is the first one that he brought another guitarist in because he was like, I there are parts on this that I can't play. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that is not fun or likable about this album to me. I'm in. You know, my favorite song on this, and it changes all the time. Darkness at the heart. It's going to change again. Yep. I'm giving it two thumbs up. Great fucking album. Rachel. I put two thumbs to the side because I don't feel right in giving this thumbs down just because it's not my jam, but it's someone's. It's your guys's. It's mostly evils. And as far as (laughs) my favorite song, I I like Spillways. I thought that was the the least most attractive to my ears out of all of these guys. So. That's a good song. Two thumbs up. I'm with you. So I purposefully did not listen to this until we prepared for this episode. Me too. I've only gone through it a couple of times. I don't know what my favorite song is going to be. So I'm going to list Hunter's Moon because I've lived with that song the longest. That was on my top five song list at the yep. end of the year. Mm. I know it's going to change because I think there are better songs on the on the album. Let's go to album seven is As I Try Not to Fall Apart by White lies I mean I didn't love this there are so many different things going on this is gonna get me some angry letters that I don't get to read because David reads all of them part of it kind of sounded a little nickelback-ish um, what? what yeah I already told that to somebody and they were also very, yeah, so I'm going to get some shit, but that's fine. I don't, what part sounded Nickelback? I don't want to go to Mars, grovelly, but also really (laughs) bad lyrics that I hated so much. I don't want to go to Mars. What kind of brainwashed idiot does? It's all elaborate life in jars. They branded the dream of ages. I don't want to go to Mars. Those lyrics are horrible. You can do that with anything. Rachel, nice to meet you. Where you been? I could show you incredible things. Magic, madness, heaven, sin. Saw you there and I thought, oh my God, look at that face. If you read like that, anything's bullshit. (laughs) David. I don't dive into the lyricism for these episodes. Maybe it's bullshit. I dug it. I thought musically it was interesting. Really good bass playing. The bass lines were that. That's what I think stuck out to me first. And I'm like, this is I don't that first song. The bass on that first song. Jesus H. I know. I yeah, and that caught me out of the gate. I wrote this sounds like Franz Ferdinand meets Jamiroquai mixed through 80s New Order. (laughs) I love that. Yeah, and that's I love that. that, And it just sort of stuck throughout the album. And I I dug it. I thought it was fun. I thought musically it was interesting it didn't break any new ground for me but i enjoyed listening to it i liked it it was a good experience for me i'll let the peoples 
No, with the 10 albums that I choose, I always kind of try to sneak one of my fave bands in there. This is it. I fucking (laughs) love White Lies. This album is, to me, it's not their best. It's White Lies, and I think it's great. Like Evil said, Am I Really Gonna Die, the first song, it's fucking fantastic, Mm -hmm. dude. The, The bass is so good, and it drives the entire song. I get where the lyrics are very forced at times. I think the only thing that this album really suffers from is the the whole first song syndrome, the mm. shot out of a cannon yeah, syndrome, yeah. because the first song is so goddamn good. Yep. Uh, but his voice is so amazingly fitting to the style of music they play. I put one thumb down, one thumb to the side. I didn't think I was fully qualified to judge it, but I also didn't like it either. I said I don't want to go to Mars because the lyrics were so good. <laughs> it's good. I enjoyed it. Good, not great. Can I do 1.5 thumbs up? Is that allowed? Of course. I'll do that then. Uh, favorite track, track one. Am I really going to die? That bass, uh, it hooked me from the beginning, mm-hmm. like you said. Yeah, my favorite song is Am I Really Gonna Die, too. Anybody that's a bass oh, fan, yeah. just... And I'm giving it two thumbs up. I do see where there are flaws in this album, but I ordered this album a week ago. I like it. I'm going to listen to it on vinyl, much like Spoon and Ghost. <laughs> and yeah, I uh, three vinyls from this 10. I'm happy with that. And let's go to album number eight, which is Zeal and Ardor's self-titled album. This is currently my frontrunner for album of the year. I fucking love this album so much. It's why I lobbied to have this on this episode instead of Corn. I think it is so much more relevant to what we do and what we talk about than Korn's latest release. I I agree with that. I haven't even listened to Korn's latest release. I fucking love it. I love what they're doing. I love the progression this band has gone through. And this album blew me away. For anyone listening who doesn't know who this band is and what they do, they started as not really a goof, but sort of like an experiment. Let's see what we can do by melding different musical genres and coming up with something new. And they initially were trying to meld black metal and then like American South music from the slave era, like spiritual music. Their first album was, and even their second one too, this is their third full release. And it's got like these Lovecraftian vibes to it. It's Mm -hmm. so well executed. And I love what they're doing. I absolutely love it. Wow. Yeah. So Zeal and Ardor, they have been on my radar for a couple years. They came out with an album in 2018 that was called Stranger Fruit. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was one of the best albums that I had heard in a fucking decade anybody that hasn't heard that it's like a purple gold logo that album is unbelievable so i was actually pretty excited when we were going through the tens and evil said like let's do the new zealand ardor and i was actually kind of stoked i do not like this album (laughs) their sound in general is just refreshing and intriguing and it's this southern nine inch nail but this album, it lacks dynamics. It's over-compressed. 
their brilliant ideas with death of the holy and a race, but they just don't do anything with it. And it ends up being boring to me. It's like a cooler Imagine Dragons. I don't want evil to beat me up, but uh, Rachel, what do you you think? Hey. Oh my gosh. I was super Uh, disappointed with this album. uh, I wrote down, this is not Run the Jewels. Very disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) I think I even said that. Like the one that looks like the one that looks like Run the Jewels. The album cover. I was so excited. (laughs) (laughs) On the first song I wrote, I'm a little scared, but I am tough. If evil can do this, I can do this. Picks up kettlebell. And then second song I wrote, JK, she done. This was the most not my vibe album that could be. I'm not even going to judge it. It is. I don't feel like I have anything to add good or bad to this because I just don't like it so much <laughs> that I'm not going <laughs> to. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, it doesn't hurt my feelings. I just want to be friends. Two thumbs up, mm-hmm. obviously, for me. Currently, I think I'll go with Death to the Holy right now. That could change. I fucking love this album, Woo! you guys. It does. We know. So my favorite song is Zeal and Ardor. I feel like I'm doing this a lot. The whole front of the album thing and then boof. I'm giving it one thumb down. I was expecting a lot from them. Uh, Two thumbs down. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't enjoy it. Uh, and I wrote best song as the song not listened to. Oh, golly. Like, I gotta be like I that. Hang out. Album number nine, Lucifer on the Sofa by Spoon. Long day night, the heart is cut. I struggled a lot with this album, like I did with a lot of the other albums. Uh, Spoon is a, an important band for me like them for a long time. They have a lot of amazing albums. They've always been a unique listen. And the first couple times that I turned this on, I couldn't really get into it. It wasn't really until I like I turned it on on a morning jog and it helped. It's a lot of simple riffs. It's an easy listen. That's the thing about Spoon is it grows on me. And I remember the first time I heard Spoon is it's super, super simplified rock. This is it. This is all I'm listening to. And then as it progresses, it's such good rock. I know the hardest cut was the hit, but it's everything I like about Spoon. And that's the cool thing about Spoon is that they always do the thing that you like about Spoon. It's a killer guitar riff. It's a really cool kind of light but gravelly singer. And it's a super, super simple drum beat. And I like that. I think they are the most 7 out of 10 band that there's ever been. (laughs) Okay, so I have the exact same opinions as you, but I didn't like it. (laughs) I thought it was, everything was fine. Like, it was just fine. Like, it it was good rock. It was. But it wasn't anything super exciting or super unique, and I wanted more out of it. And in that way, I didn't really I'm care. I totally for it. agree with you, and here's why you're wrong. I liked it. Uh, okay. I had it in my head that I didn't like Spoon. I don't know why. That's silly. I just was like, I don't think I like this band. And so I'm like, fuck, he's going to make me listen to that. And then I listened to it. And I'm like, this <laughs> actually kind of fucking rocks. And I'm like, yeah. not bad. I enjoy it. I was pleasantly surprised by this album. And now I have to reevaluate my relationship with Spoon because apparently (laughs) it was wrong. Yeah. Spoon is a 
favorite of mine. I love Spoon. That's the thing is, and to me, this is a really, really good album, but it's maybe top four or five of their albums. I like the lyrics. I like the whole snake oily religion-y thing that they're doing, which kind of close to the same thing that Ghost did. Mm-hmm. What I love about Spoon's production that they've always tried to do is they've always tried to really, really mimic and mirror what they're going to sound like live. Mm. So if, if you go, hmm. it's really important to them that if you go and see them live, they're going to sound like they did in the studio. And I really like that. There's not all the bells and whistles and there's not all the extra bullshit. They seem like a British band and they're from fucking Texas. <laughs> I like that. That makes sense. They, a, don't they seem like a British a, band? Yeah. A blurish type of fucking. Yeah. yeah. They're from Texas. <laughs> they're meh. I feel like the hardest cut is too easy because it's the single on this. Although I will proudly say that I do not listen to singles before albums, except for in our pre season listens, evil had one of his, what am I listening to Spotify's hardest cut was on there. Is what? So you remember when we did the Spotify things before the season Yeah, and you went to your extra listening things, you were like, and then my playlist started playing Oh, yeah. Hardest Cut was on there. You're fucking kidding me. Okay, that makes sense. (laughs) All right, fair enough. (laughs) Anyway, Hardest Cut is great, but Wild is my favorite, and that's the way we're doing it. I'm going to give it two thumbs up. It's not even close to my favorite spoon. I still really like it. Two thumbs up. They have nine other albums, so one of them has to be better. (laughs) Um, I did like the transition into Wild. My favorite song on this was Held. I liked the 70s rock vibe of that. I thought that was good. I gave it one thumb down, one to the side. I didn't really care for it. I'm going to give it two thumbs up. It shocked me. And apparently I've I've heard (laughs) my favorite song on the album before. I'm going to pick the single. The hardest cut is that stood out. And so they picked well to make that their single, I think. Um, I'm a simpleton, so I don't mind. Let's get to our last album. Are you ready? Are you tired? The last album of the night is Dream by Alt-J. Rachel, we just talked about Alt-J with Relaxer, a fucking incredible album that we both loved. So what are your thoughts on their follow-up album, Dream? I wanted to love this so much more than I did. And I maybe I just need to listen to it like 20 more times because Relaxer I listened to so many times. Exposure, like, you know, if you have to have seven years to convince somebody to date you, like that, you just have to (laughs) make them. And that's what I want out of this album. I feel like the last one was so, so good. Relaxer was so, so, so good. And this was good, but it wasn't as good. I feel like Alt-J has really good lyrics. It's just you and me now. Only fuck up, Snape, clean starts. In Happier When You're Gone, the smell of burning cattle hangs on the westerly, sweeping up through the ferns. Really beautiful imagery. And then also in that song, the strings in it are amazing. But I think there was more on this one that I didn't like. Did you spot the three WW callback at the beginning of the album? No. Where was it? it Direct me like first five minutes, first 10 minutes. Just go listen to it again. It's not that hard. That's what she said. I need more time with this album, but I'm not that impressed. There are great (laughs) ideas on this album. There are cool songs on this album but they're trying really hard. The mood that it conveys, like always for Alt-J, the mood that this album is conveying is really strong. 
they try so hard on the moodiness of the album that they miss out on the musicality for this one. I don't get this band. Okay. I've tried. (laughs) They've been on lists of like best rock bands, you know, I've tried to listen to them before and I'm just like, I don't think, (laughs) you know how like there are certain foods that just taste weird to different people because that's me. That's a great analogy. I just, I don't get them. When I was in certain moods listening to this, I'm like, oh, this isn't too bad. And then I come back to it and be like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't think it's bad. I just don't get it. This is by far to me the weakest Alt-J album. But there is, there's the span, You and Me, Hard Drive Gold, Happier When You're Gone, The Actor. The beginning of the album, to me... Is fucking killer. Towards the end, they do the cool shit. They do the Philadelphia. There's, I think I need to try to figure out what they were going for because it does seem like there's something there that they're conveying that maybe I just didn't have enough time to figure out. Even then, like what Rachel said with Peter Gabriel, sometimes you don't want to have to fucking research what the hell they're talking about. Sometimes you want to just, I feel the same way with the Black Country New Road. It's like, I don't want to go research that you're talking about the reality between a, a simple life and an RPG or whatever weird ass shit that Ants from Up There is talking about. It's time. I said happier when you're gone. One thumb up, which made me super, super sad because I just really, like I said, that last album was bitching and this one was fine. I feel you. Evil. I am going to give it a thumb up. Oh. I don't get the band. That doesn't mean I dislike them. I like that. There were moments where I was listening to it and enjoying it. Hard Drive Gold is the one that stuck out to me. That's a good song. Yeah. My favorite song is The Actor, because I really love cocaine. I was going to say, because you like cocaine so much. (laughs) Yes. Get out of my head. And I'm not giving it any thumbs for now. I need time with this album. I need to figure this out. This might be a one thumb down. All right. I've got some awards you guys don't know about. Ooh. Nope. Sure don't. Award number one, the Grew On You Award. I will go ahead and start because they need to do some research. For me, it's definitely Beach House. Hmm. 24 hours ago, it would have been a two thumbs down. But then today, really caught my vibe and chilled my chiclets and (laughs) did the thing. Okay. I didn't hate it at first. Gang of Youths. But I have to say, it grew on me like Relaxer grew on me, where I was just like, this is fine. But then it got better and better and better and better. I'll say White Lies. I think the Spoon album just shocked me so much. I'm like, oh, God, this rocks. And then White Lies, that bass drew me into it. Next, we have the Lucy and Charlie Brown Award. This is the album that you thought was going to be good or might be good and fucking sucked. I'm going with Alt-J. I was really bummed. I love Alt-J, and I was pretty disappointed. Same Z's. I saved this one for last because I was like, this is going to be the best. It's like dessert for last. And it was not dessert. Evil. Was there an album that you were looking forward to and that disappointed you? Nope. But I have the opposite. I thought I was going to hate the Spoon album, but I really liked it. That's good. I like that. I'm going to flip the award. So for evil, it's the Green Eggs and Ham Award. (laughs) It is. Next, we have the Swipe Right Award. This is the award that perhaps you discovered a new artist from. Get it? Swipe right is when you <laughs> like the person, right? Yeah. 
I mean, when you find them attractive, you don't really know if you like them yet. It's just kind of like first glance. Yeah. But then what if it doesn't work out? Well, who cares? You're just intrigued. It's a new artist. Okay. Like I might look into more. Okay, that's fine. Swipe right. (laughs) I'm actually going with Gang of Youths. I've never really given Gang of Youths. Although I didn't think this album was that spectacular. I do looking up how long they've been around and hearing what they're about. I am sure that there's a couple albums of theirs that I probably would really, really fucking like. Rachel. David. Uh, I was going to say Gang of Youths, but I'm going to swipe right on Conway the Machine because I feel like I am probably going to look up that before I look up more Gang of Youths. I'm swiping right on Conway the Machine. Yeah. Because I want to know more about this. I want to know more about Benny the Butcher. I want to know more. (laughs) about West Side Gun. I this is a whole new genre of hip hop that I I'm like, okay, I'm going to start listening to some hip hop again. The I need more time with this award. It's the Ghost album and that's because I purposefully didn't listen to it very much for this. That's cheating. Yeah, I'm cheating. <laughs> I said that. <laughs> Even though I really 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 liked it. King of Youths. I feel like I could fall even more in love with this album. I am saying the ants from up here. There are actually multiple albums from this that I need more time with, but that one, I sat down with that a lot. I need to sit down with it more and figure out what the fuck you people are talking about. I just, I gotta, I don't know. Now that we've done all 10 of the albums, the highest rated of all these Fucking Rachel. <laughs> the highest rated of all these is five and a half out of six thumbs, which is Conway the Machine. What? So Evil and I, we have to take a shot because yeah. Rachel Bitches. guessed it right. And she's totally proud of her cheating. And we're okay with that. Well, if you knew how to run a podcast, I wouldn't have had time to cheat. <laughs> we did that. Yeah, we did. Rachel, what is your best of the batch? Gang of Youths. Which no one guessed. No. And that's fine. We didn't. I was surprised as much as anyone else because I had never heard of them before. This was just a great album, Back to Front. Evil, what was your what's your best of the bat? I will stick by Zeal and Ardor as still my front runner for album of the year. They're going to get knocked out. There's an Unearth album coming. <laughs> there, there's the Halo like effect has uh, a little bit. Now, if I was right, does he have to take a drink? Yeah, sure. Why not? All yes. right. I'm just shoving more honey into my mouth here. There was a lot of good stuff in these 10 albums. There was a lot. I think that as far as best, I think the ants from up here is probably the best album. Well, I... <laughs> But that doesn't matter. Is that because other people because, are telling you that it's the best? No, because I uh, there are parts that I hear okay. that I'm like, that's oh, fair. okay, that's fucking brilliant. Yeah. But that's not what this is about. And Ghost is definitely my favorite. Oh, really? I <sighs> I went back to Ghost that every makes me time. Happy. Thank you, everybody. We did it. We tried. We kind of did it. I don't know. Did we do it? I don't know. It was all right. I think we did uh, fine. Mm, it was good. Mm, Eh. Uh, one thumb up one to the side (laughs) (laughs) yeah firstcoursefirst.com join us next week we're back new rotation Sven and I the best of the Jacksons the Janet Rhythm Nation Rachel thank you for spending this Friday with me thank you for inviting me to spend this Friday with you evil shut your fucking mouth up (laughs) with your coughs and whatnot (laughs) 
goddamn coffee. In your blanket. <laughs> oh, I apologize. Whatever, you're all great. We like you. Good night, good luck. <coughs> oh my god. Dude. There's a darkness at the heart.